Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. My name is Matt. Mine is Dory. We got some dumb sperm and some old eggs, and we got some embryo situations to update everybody who isn't a Patreon supporter on. The Patreon people are like, we already know this. We've known this since Wednesday. We are in the know because of Matt and Dory's Excellent Patreon. Uh, Please leave your Apple Podcast reviews. Our Facebook group is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure. That's uh, it's pretty easy to remember, but not as easy as our website, which is excellentadventure.com. Also very easy. Yep. Our Patreon page is patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Why am I bringing that up again? Because that's where we deliver all of our midweek news if it happens. Yeah. If you donate at the $5 level, you get uh, one bonus episode a month and your name right on the podcast. Yeah. If you donate at the $10 level, you get two bonus episodes a month. Yeah. So there might be news that the $5 people aren't getting. 
uh, the 10 people, 10, $10 people, the, the 10, 10 people, people who donated $10, <laughs> who, what they get. Um, but uh, yeah, and you'll get all the back episodes so you can catch up very quickly. There's an RSS feed, so it'll just it'll live in your podcast app, just like an oral podcast. It's soup's convenient. Soup's convenient. Uh, and Alyssa actually told us how to do that. And we thanked them yes. by doing it immediately. Mm-hmm. It was a great idea. Uh, our Twitter handle is at ExcellentPod, and our email is DorianMatt at gmail.com. I'm at Dory at gmail.com, and our phone number is 413-46-1-BABY. It is. Yep. Uh, listen, everybody, uh, it's been a week. It's been a weekend. Yep. Uh, lots happening over here in our world. Uh, I uh, made a, a tweeted uh, on Friday. Uh and then deleted Twitter. That is essentially where I'm at with everything. Mm-hmm. But this podcast is about Matt and Dory and our excellent adventure. Yep. Uh, so, buckle up. Here's some news. We have some tests happening. Well, as everyone knows, we got we had 10 fertilized eggs. And we end up with four blastocysts. We felt very good about our... Oh, wait. You just told them. Yeah. You just just blurted out the news. I was going to do like a whole preamble and a big build up talking oh, about were? our previous cycles and everyone's going to be on the edge of their seat. Should we should we try it again? <sighs> yes. Here we go. Okay. You you've just So, as everyone knows, we got we got 10 eggs, 10 were mature, 10 fertilized. Yes. So, that was essentially as good as we could get at that point. Yeah. Now, listen everybody. We've had some terrible results recently last results that we got from around um february nothing made it, nothing made it anywhere yeah nothing made it ever i mean and they kind of knew from the beginning well i knew from before the beginning once again matt has to say <laughs> yes <that>. honey <laughs> it's just insane i'm everybody. just gonna get you like a plaque that said i told you well <laughs> could be applicable for many aspects of my mm-hmm. life um but i think that it is interesting that this go around we uh, hit a hundred percent on the on the on fur. fertilization the fert rate now look this is in a controlled atmosphere in a controlled setting in a laboratory and the fact that we got 10 out of 10 is amazing but also like think about this people that are born you listening to this podcast right now you may not be a science baby there's a very good chance you are not a science baby mm-hmm where neither of us is a science baby. Correct. What a fucking miracle life is. We had all, everything going for us when we did these 10 eggs came out of Dory. Mm-hmm. And these, they found these 10 seemingly not as lazy sperms. Mm. And they, they got fertilized. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you're thinking, wow, this is a, this is in the bag, everybody. No problem. We're going to have 10 go off to blastocyst. But guess what? Four. We got four. No. Okay, wait. Hold on a second. Yeah. No one no one thought we were going to get 10 blastocysts. Me, me thinks that all the time. You do? Always, I always expect the best. What? Then I'm never disappointed when the worst happens. <laughs> wait, what? What? <laughs> oh, reverse that. I always expect the worst. Then I'm never disappointed. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, 10 blasts would have been like literally unheard of. Yeah. And we got four, which is like very, that's very normal for us. Like 
aside from the round where we got zero, our other rounds we got in order four, three, four, five. When did we get five? Our first round with Dr. Beck. Wow, Dr. Beck, you crushed it. But only one was normal. Oh, no. And that's the one we transferred and it didn't work. Oh, no. So... Oh, no. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. So what we're saying is there's a 7% chance. 7% chance? I made that number up. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't know. We haven't gotten the PGS results yet. yet. When do you think we'll get them? In time for a patreon bonus episode this week probably oh my god is actually probably true yeah i think we will actually i i i think i think we will get them by wednesday if i had to guess Hmm. interesting but i'm seeing her tomorrow here's the deal dory we have not discussed what we're going to do if we got nada I would like to just transfer the ones we have on ice. And how, in what fashion would you like to do that? Um, Probably a frozen embryo transfer in a clinical setting. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's, let's get a little deeper into that. Okay. Which one would you like to transfer? Would you like to transfer more than one at a time? How do you feel about that? I'm honestly, I'm torn on this. Mm -hmm. I think if they were both normal, Mm -hmm. I would want to transfer one at a time. But for some reason, because one of them is mosaic, I'm like, maybe we should just put both of them in. Even though that doesn't really make sense. Right. I think you just don't want to waste the time with a with a mosaic. Right. In your mind. Because it's probably not going to work. So, like, why not just put it in, you know? So that's your move. I, I guess. And I have to sort of uh, accept this. I mean, what's 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 your what's your what's your sense? I don't know. What do we have? We have one one boy, one boy and a mosaic girl. Okay. I don't know. We should name it Regina. Wait, what? I don't know. Sorry. Um. Uh. I don't know. What what would your ideal next move be if we got zero? I don't know. It's just sort of a thing I never have I haven't really you're really you can't you don't have headphones. No, I, I don't would just pull that back a little bit. Okay. You're just you're breathing into the microphone like Oh a, sorry. Like a like an angry bull who's about to put embryos in her. <laughs> yep, a little bit of that. Um Yeah, I I, I don't know. I don't know. Is the money an issue? Well, money's always an issue Mm -hmm. in the sense that like, stop it already. We're bleeding out money. Yes. So we have a tax bill that needs to get paid. We sure do. So. I mean, I, I feel like if we get. Guys, just so you're all aware, it's not that we didn't pay our taxes. It's just that we apparently owe some more. Um. I feel like if we get zero this round, yes. then it's kind of this like... This is it. This is what you're talking about. What is, what is it, honey? It's kind of like, aren't we done here? Like, Right. Like, we had a shitty round in February where we got nothing. Yep. Now we got... We had a supposedly great round. Mm-hmm. And if we end up with nothing again, then it's like, why would we keep Well, then doing it's this? like, then do you think donor egg? Do you think donor sperm? Do you think donor boner? Donor boner, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I'd need more information. 
donor sperm is certainly cheaper. <laughs> the look on her face. Yes, dear? It's just like, I just got the answer right to that math question you just asked, teacher. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, like, that feels like a whole, whole, a whole other stage and can of worms that I mean I guess not can of worms but it's like I I guess I've been operating on a like let's cross that bridge when we get to it yeah but that bridge is in sight is it though isn't it I mean I guess it is what it what do you think we should do I don't know I'm not you know it's hard to say because it's not like I don't all I have to do is write a check you know what I mean Mm mm-hmm It's not like I have to get shots, get poked, get ultrasound, get over there at 6 a.m. for blood work. Yeah. You know, the shots don't even really bother me that much. Oh, because you've done them for... Yeah. The thing that bothered me this time was the bloat, the post-op bloat. The P.O.B. The P.O.B. I really felt not great for quite some time yeah you seem to like you know just sort of embrace your bloat in the sense of like you did a lot of uh casual comfortable clothing lie arounds yes where you would ask me trick questions like do i look like i'm going out and i'd go i don't know wait what when did i do that you did that this week when uh, you the reboot uh, reunion oh yes when i was in my pajamas well i was like i don't, I don't know <laughs> you've been in your pajamas i've seen you in your pajamas every day of my life lately so mm. i don't know or this jumpsuit yeah mm-hmm. yeah you have two outfits right now yep you're pulling a real matt myra <laughs> yep where you're just like I got one pair of fat guy pants. Yep. And that's the one I'm wearing. Yep. Uh, guys. I put on clothes for Jeff's birthday party the other night. You though. did. You did. Mm-hmm. And guess what, guys? They announced it. <laughs> <laughs> Just as we had predicted. Yep. But we got a side. We got a side. What do you call it? Heads up. Side heads up, which I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that too. Um, I, you know, I think in terms of like what what should we do next mm-hmm. if we get no normals, I think I need more information. Oh, maybe we should just run a Patreon-only poll. What should we do next? Yeah. And then the, you guys who care. <laughs> they get to. <laughs> you can fucking decide what we're doing next. Wow. <laughs> This is like choose your own adventure, except it's real life. It's choose your own excellent adventure. <laughs> oh, boy. Because it's like, honestly, it's like six of one, a half dozen of the other to me at this point. Do you know what I mean? Like, doesn't mm-hmm. it feel like that? Doesn't it feel like every option is like, the? I mean, what we want to happen right now is that we get some normal results here on this, on these PGS tested embryos. I want something to come back normal, and then we'll proceed and transfer that one. But as it is right now, it's like, okay, well, if that doesn't happen, every option is not the most exciting option right. and they seem to be all equally annoying. Yeah. So at that point it's like let the people who really know us let the listeners decide. The Patreon listeners. The Patreon listeners. This is not a public poll for no. people who don't care to pay for some of these transfers. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I don't know. Um, like it, it really does feel like it might be sort of uh, poetic, really. You know, in the sense that like we started doing this podcast because of a Twitter poll. That's true. And now a poll will once again let us know what's happening over here. All right. And one of the answers could be get more dogs. Sure. <laughs> Bobo. I don't think we should get the dogs that live next door, Hi, though. Hi. Bo's been having a time. He's been a good boy, except he for when he hasn't boy. been a good boy. So it's like yeah. little flashes of not being a good boy. We see his vet behaviorist on Friday. You do. I don't think I, I do. do. I be work. I work now. Can't you leave work? I don't know, honey. We'll see what's happening at work. Okay. Um, yeah, so I don't know. So I, is it 10 o'clock? No, it's at 1. P.M. Yeah. That's in the middle of lunch. Yeah. All right. It's not far from work. It's very close to work. Bo, I think this might happen. You might get to see Dad at this appointment. All right. Anyway, what were we talking about? We were just talking about uh, our future children, our future potential children. Oh, yeah. We are also talking about our current child. And our current big 80-pound furry child. Oh, but I wouldn't give to weigh Bo's weight. (laughs) You would be too skinny. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So, I'm going to see her tomorrow. I, I I can... propose all of these various scenarios to her and see what she thinks but i think she'd probably one of them be we run a poll yes i'm gonna say dr beck we're running a poll on patreon it's just gonna say what i've never heard of that what's patreon yeah dr beck's kids are from the old in vitro yeah i didn't know that Mm -hmm. found out about that from uh molly who has a podcast about her trying to find a sperm donor yeah, she and has, goes to our doctor. She has twins. She has IVF twins. Guys, they're apparently, as far as I can tell, in Los Angeles, there is one clinic people go. <laughs> Honestly, no, I know people who go to different, who go to other clinics. I don't. I do. I think Jeff. I think they went to yeah, CFP. They did. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy. You know what else I was thinking about? It's crazy that they that they only have three doctors now that March left. What? Where'd March go? He went to Pasadena, remember? Oh, because of the traffic. Yeah, because he lives in Glendale. Because <laughs> of the traffic. Literally, because of the traffic. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, I don't blame him. Getting out there. It's crazy. You either do that or you... He left. He said he used to leave his house at four thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. and then he would leave the clinic at two thirty. Because if he left any later than two thirty, it took like two hours to get home. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Traffic in Los Angeles is abhorrent. Um. So yeah. So I'll, I'll see what she says tomorrow. But I feel like she's not going to want. She's not going to want to say anything until we get any results. Yeah, it seems like of something course. she would say. What time is your appointment? Eleven thirty. Interesting. I mean, of course you're welcome to come, but that seemed like a not... What is the appointment for? To potentially do an embryo transfer, since I got my period today. Wait, what? Yeah. Your appointment tomorrow is to do an embryo transfer? A potential one. If I'm gonna... If we're gonna do an embryo transfer... Wait, but we don't have the test results. I'm aware of that. So they're just gonna throw all of them in? 
not tomorrow. That's what I thought you were saying to me. No, to prepare. Oh. So like if we're going to do an embryo transfer this cycle. Guys, if you think that Dory's choice of words made you believe that she was also going in for an embryo transfer without telling me. What? Please <laughs> vote on the Patreon not, poll that doesn't exist yet. I'm not insane. Oh, I mean, that's what it felt like to me. Not that you were insane, but that I I'm was going, like missing something. I'm going in for an ultrasound. Okay, tomorrow. great. Good news. That's good news. Yes. You're going in for an ultrasound. Yes. Cool. Yes. Great. Okay. It's going to be very exciting. Can't wait. Okay. Okay. And then next week, we're going to update everybody on how that ultrasound went. Yep. And during the week, we might get results back that we'll update our Patreon at $10 and above listeners. Yep. With. Don't worry, guys. I mean, if you're not a Patreon supporter, we're still going to give you the news next week. It's not like you don't get to know what's happening. It's just you won't know before everybody else. Okay. Oh, boy. A lot's happening. A lot is happening. Um, guys, I've got to say, buckle up, everybody. You're not going to believe this, but I kind of enjoy going to the gym at 5.30 in the morning. It's true. He does. Don't even kind of enjoy it. I do enjoy going to the gym at 5.30 in the morning. You like... It feels like I'm beating the rest of the world at life because I'm up and about. I think you also like this trainer. I do. I like him quite a bit. I like... It sounds like he gets you. I don't know that. I enjoy my boxing trainer, too, Carl, Mm -hmm. who's just enormous. Mm Mm-hmm. Guys, if you're at home and you're like, what is this? What, how, what do you mean Carl's enormous? Go on the Gloveworks page. <laughs> He's enormous. <laughs> Gloveworks, W-R-X, uh, and you click on the trainers, and you'll see Carl. Just scroll down. You'll see Carl. He's He trains at the Century City, Century City one. The guy is just, he's delightful, too. He's, like, real quiet, but also, like, the strongest human being I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A lot of fun to try to hit him. And uh, watch him not move. Okay, here we are. Are we doing this? We're having emails now? Guys, it's time for some emails. If you'd like to email us, you can do so. You know the email, dorymatt at gmail or mattandory at gmail. Both of which were set up because of this podcast. Wrong. One was for our wedding. And we don't remember what order it was in. I think it was Dory and Matt. Oh, right. Because Dory is first on wedding things. Yeah. But I'm first on podcast things. Yes. Until now, where Forever 35 has just swept the nation. Everyone loves it. (laughs) (laughs) Have you listened to Forever 35 yet? Why don't you try it? Thanks, Sonny. You're welcome. Have you listened to James Bonding yet? Why don't you try it? How about Star Trek The Next Conversation? Soon to have its own Patreon page. I could be doing up to 21 podcasts a month. Buckle up, everybody. Uh, This is from Michelle... Hi, Matt, Dory, and Bo. Matt, go to a Beck concert. Take Dory. You won't regret it. I love Beck. Uh, I've been following him almost as madly as you follow DMB, and Beck just gets better with age. I, of course, have my Hollywood Bowl tickets to see him at the end of September. Him meaning Beck? Yes. I drove by, and I saw the Beck up on the thing, but the sign changed too quickly for me to see when. Mm. Is it a weekend? I hope it's a weekend. That'd be really great. I I love Beck. I've seen Beck live three times i've seen him live twice i've had dreams about seeing beck live that's weird beck i have to say beck is the best sounding live performer i've ever heard wow yeah he sounds so fucking good sounds like the record which is amazing uh i ran into an article at work michelle works in a fertility clinic it's a friday more like a fry yay 
Friday, September 28th. At 7 p.m.? Probably 8. I'll probably go on at 9. We should go. It's at, it's, yeah, it starts at 8. Uh, specifically about male stress and the impact it can have on embryo growth and all, overall pregnancy rates when doing IVF. I found that less than a third of couples conceived when their male partner said he was experiencing high stress rates. I immediately thought of you and was hoping that Dory not... Dory not working and Matt on hiatus, the stress level of both of you went down considerably. I think it did. This will turn out to be a much more favorable cycle. I mean, it... I was not stressed until the week of. Right. I, I you were And you were so much less stressed than previously, obviously. Sure. I hope so. Uh, lastly, from Anonymous, who was worried about being able to conceive later because she was crushing at her career right now. Freeze your eggs! She's a prime age to freeze the eggs and have the best outcome if she ever needed to use them later. I had a mini life crisis when I was 30, single, zero prospects on the horizon, not knowing if I could ever be a mom after having successful uh, egg donor was crushing my soul after having been a successful egg donor was crushing my soul. And I watched friends, coworkers and the rest uh, of the world pair off and procreate whimsically. So. After having an intense heart-to-heart with someone I barely knew, she told me to freeze my eggs, and it would take some of that pressure off my back, and you know what? It worked. I got a tattoo and froze my eggs. Made it easier when I watched not one, but both of my younger brothers procreate years before me, and it made those years until I met my husband more relaxing, because I could enjoy being single and a little more, uh, single a little more, and uh, instead of worrying. That's cheers from Michelle. There you go. Good advice. Michelle, I do hope our stress levels were reflected positively in this uh, IVF cycle we just did. I was certainly much less stressed. Uh, when did it? When did we do it? When was the transfer or the retrieval? I'm sorry. It what was day of the week, was it? Wednesday. It was a Wednesday. Wednesday of last week? Of Not this past week, the week before. Did I know I had to go back to work? think so yeah, i was probably pretty stressed then <laughs> okay uh this is from kathy kathy has some emojis in her email and they get printed out weird because dory like has everything in a in a gmail in a good doc mm, mm. It's from kathy hi matt dory and Bo. i've been listening to your podcast from all the way down under after starting down the fertility treatment pathway about 12 months ago, I've endometriosis and always knew we'd have a struggle uh, to get pregnant the old-fashioned way. As it would have been six months of trying, we ended up back at my specialist. She suggested we start IVF, but I wanted to try IUI as I felt it would be less taxing, both emotionally and financially. We were lucky enough to get pregnant, but found out our six-week scan that the baby had stopped growing. Mm. God, there's it just, the hurdles never stop. No. It's fucking crazy. Even if like the transfer quote unquote works. Right. It's like And then even if like the baby is quote unquote born, you then have to worry about a human. For a long time. For six to eight weeks, right? And then they're good on <laughs> pretty self sufficient at that point, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Thanks. We're ready to be parents. <laughs> um I was oh, we should uh, this is weird. Am I should I not sidetrack? In the middle of uh, Kathy's email. Well, what's your sidetrack? It's about your mother. What about her? We should say to everyone that she emailed us to tell us. 
Oh, yes. That um, if and when we have a child, yep. she will drop everything yep. and come. She'll drop everything. Do you hear that, Karen? <laughs> everything. Up to and including one of your children. <laughs> might be an accident. Might not. Well, she's going to drop it. And she's coming here. <laughs> Okie dokie. Now, back to Kathy's email. Weirdly, I'm going to start with the following did that, did that? Did that text from my mom make you feel better? Yep. I was understandably <laughs> devastated about the loss. So it was a weird time for me to have that it was. diversion. Yes. Kathy, I'm sorry. A couple months later, we were back on the horse. I really thought this sentence was, we got a horse. And it was going to be about <laughs> your love of a horse and how you've now raised this horse to be like awesome. I think you're writing fanfic about Kathy. All right. Uh, this time down the IVF path, uh, recommendation that the specialist had, we had our first frozen egg collection a couple of weeks ago. We got 10, but unfortunately we found out my husband's sperm was a bad batch this month and only two fertilized. Oh, been there. Been there, Kathy. We've, we've, we've been there and worse. Uh, only one made it through to genetic testing. I had it transferred last week and my specialist said it got a 90% chance on the, as far as 90% good on the, um. Trance for brain no work. Okay. <laughs> she's, she's in the Kathy's in the middle of the two week wait. Oh God. Okay. So hence these icons. All you right. got a little fingers crossed here with a little grandmother clock. Yep. <laughs> a but, grandmother clock. Yeah. That's it's a, a it's a, you know a grandfather clock, right? Yeah. These mantle clocks are grandmother clocks. Oh, Did I you didn't know, know that? that. Yeah. You'd know these things if you watched Bargain Hunt obsessively, like I used to. Mm. Also, Cash in the Attic. My favorite antiques expert was Jaunty Herndon. Anyone else <laughs> want to talk to me about Cash in the Attic or Bargain Hunt? Boy, I miss Tim Wanacott. Anyway. Help, help. <laughs> what has made a crafty situation marginally better is the fact that my work has been super supportive. That is, uh, you can't really see. That is priceless. You can't really. You can't uh, put a price on that. You can probably. It's probably like fifty to $60,000 worth. Mm. Um, but it really, it's like if your work is okay with this, these kinds of appointments that are endless, it's, you just, you feel less stressed. Yep. And as a result, you're probably going to have a better time of trying to conceive. Uh, okay. Super supportive. Australian health system is crushing. She's doing a great job over there. Great. Uh, she's in HR and she is in Australia that has legislation that protects people with medical conditions. Uh, her, here's the question, everybody. Did the support and flexibility BuzzFeed or lack thereof during your treatment contribute to your decision to lose to leave your job? Also, my nerdy HR brain, is there any legislation in the U.S. that protects you from discrimination for having a medical condition? All the best, Kathy. Um, I think the answer is like theoretically, yes. Theoretically, yes, it contributed. No, 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 no. Is there any legislation that protects you? Oh, there is theoretical legislation that in practice is very difficult to Yeah. Like uh, there was a, just a big there's a big article in the New York Times this weekend about all the discrimination that pregnant women face in the workplace. Oh, it's bananas. Even in the industry of television that I work in. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. You show up for a, a, an interview and you're pregnant 
Forget and someone it. else shows up that's not pregnant, even guess, if it's another female. Guess who's getting the job? I'll tell you who. It's probably the baby. Oh. Yeah. Because they can paper them. team. Yep. You can paper team the baby and the mom, and mm-hmm. you get two for the price of one. Yep. Okay. Where were we? <laughs> um, did that contribute to my decision to leave BuzzFeed? Um, BuzzFeed was like about as supportive as a workplace could have been that didn't give full fertility coverage. Yeah. They gave some. Um, but I mean, I would say that, uh, you know, but in terms of like flexibility, yeah. I had a ton. Adam, uh, F Goldberg of the Goldbergs on television has been very understanding in the IVF department of, uh, appointments and such. Yes. Um, and that is a job that has zero benefits covered for mm. IVF. <laughs> yep. Way to go, Writers Guild. We did it. Yep. I think I was just I, I was just ready to leave my job and IVF like was sort of a uh mental a psychological contributor to the decision to leave. Like just mentally I Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? It was just exhausting, but it wasn't like BuzzFeed was the issue. It was more just like any kind of full-time employment I think would have been any time of any type of regimented uh, yes. work was really, yeah. After like two years, I was like, uh, like two years of IVF while working. Like obviously people do it all the time. Um, but I had the option to leave and I did. And how do you feel about that now? Looking back, I feel great. Good. She's doing well, everybody. She's got a great you know, podcast. It's, it's called Forever 35. I don't know if you've checked it it's out. It's interesting. Yet. I just finished this book by Maria Konnikova, who is the New Yorker writer who decided to write a book about playing poker, who got so good at poker mm-hmm. <laughs> that she has like put off writing the book. Yeah. Um, she wrote a book about con artists. Right. That came out a couple of years ago. And one of the things she writes about, she like... Oh, most of the book is about why people fall for confidence schemes and con artists mm-hmm. and such. One of the things she says is that people are just, people are so they're they're People are conditioned to um, keep the status quo. Fear of the unknown is greater than like, even if the status quo is not great. Totally. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I think that was something that was like, keeping me at BuzzFeed, even though I felt like I should leave, it was fear of the unknown. But now that I've made the choice and I'm out, I feel great. Well, I've always said to people who want to change careers or get into this business or, you know, just any sort of thing, any big life decision that you're sort of hinging on, if it won't kill you, do it. It's not going to make, you know, you can't like make true progress in life until you have to. Yes. Amen to that. So that is my, that is Matt Myra's word of wisdom. Yep. Copyright Matt Myra, 1984. I thought of that when I was one years old. <laughs> wow, you were precocious. Yeah, I was a very smart child. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Matt has eaten a lobster roll. I did. Bo is eating his dinner. I did. I had some tots and a lobster roll. Part of a chicken sandwich. And part of a chicken sandwich. That I gave to Bo. That he gave to Bo. I gave Bo a lot of chicken. Yep. Anyway. Anyway, um, you know, we got some, uh, we, had, we had someone ask last week about how do you know when you want a child? Yes. Remember that? I do remember that. Got a voicemail about we that. We didn't have a great answer. We got a voicemail about that that I'm going to play. Hope this is a good answer. Okay. Hi, this is Jenny, and I actually paused the pod and pulled over, which I never thought I would do. Um, in regard to the gal's question about ambivalence and being terrified of pregnancy and how you know you wanted a baby, um, 
I'm 34, so in the way of, like, infertility, I, I know I'm on the younger scope, but um, I was super ambivalent for a very, very long time. In fact, my husband and I even had a conversation before our wedding that I may not want children ever. Um, I kind of, like, felt very indifferent. And um, I think for her to answer her question, I don't think everybody has this monumental moment where fireworks go off and you realize, oh, my God, I must have a child. Um, for me, it was when I closed my eyes and imagined myself at 85, mm-hmm. my memory or my vision was not my husband and I sitting quietly cutting meatloaf on a white carpet. <laughs> like, um, it was, you know, if I thought of us at, like, Christmas dinner or something, it wasn't just the two of us being old in a very quiet room. It was, like... There was just a lot of energy and noise and lots of family and kids and grandkids. And that was kind of that thing that made me go, oh, uh, okay, so if that's what I want, we have to start that at some point. Um, So that didn't necessarily kick me over into I must have a baby. We kind of explored adoption and a few other options because I had an equally terrifying idea of pregnancy. Um, And I guess. The longer version is that after trying for a few years, we've had repeat loss, and so now we're doing IVF to help make sure that that keeps. Um, so what's been interesting is I've gone from not even be sure, being sure that I want a child at all to paying <laughs> thousands of dollars and getting stuck with needles every day to try to have this child. Um, we have not yet been successful, but I hope that helps her because um, I think – I think that there's this fallacy that you will have this moment, and if you don't tick or pulse or look at other people's children at parties and want to hold them, you must never want a child. But I just wanted to offer that maybe that's not true, um, because I, even while we're going through IVF when we're at parties, if people ask me if I want to hold the baby, I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> so I'm hoping I have faith that that means that I will want to hold my baby and that you never um, know. I will be really happy that I have my own children. Um, but I just think that your past can be, um, indifference. And if you're with a partner that's maybe a little more pro than you are, I ended up with indifference leaning yes versus indifference leaning no. Okay. Thanks so much. Interesting. Yep. Honey, close your eyes. You're 85. What do you see? Um, think uh i i see myself eating meatloaf on a white carpet oh uh, we were on a porch and i still had a guitar oh okay i mean yours is better i guess okay yours isn't even yours you stole that (laughs) i mean yeah i guess i i i don't you know it's interesting she says that you may not have that moment and she didn't have that moment but then she described that moment i know interesting right yeah so it doesn't always come from where you think it's going to come uh, from. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> we heard from um, some other people about this. I wanted to read this one from Marion. She says, no one has a kid because they like snot, poop, and lack of sleep. And the daily grind that parents complain about would make any non-parent question whether or not to have a kid. Yet so many people do it and love being parents. So how do you decide? For me, the daily grind filled with snot, drool, and poop did not seem appealing. And I like my sleep. I mean, I really, really like my sleep. (laughs) Yeah. You really like your sleep. I do. Except you don't sleep that much. Correct. 
but this is similar to what this caller just said. But I imagine my life at 65. Oh, she went 20 years younger. What did it look like? Did I have a remodeled kitchen and a wall filled with travel pictures? Did I run for a spot on the local school board? Or did I see pictures of, a, of kid events, shelled, fil- shelves filled with trophies, even the silly old participation ones and old Sharpie marks on the walls that I had never gotten around to painting over? For me, my future self wanted a messier life with a grown child than a life without one. Could my husband and I have been happy if we couldn't have a child? Yes, I think we would still have had a full life. But if given a choice, I'd take the life with a kid in it. But if you look at your life at 65, will you regret not traveling to exotic locations? Not impossible with a child, but much harder and more expensive. Or unhappy that you that you hadn't been able to go further in your career. Or maybe you'd be resentful that you had to give up a favorite hobby. This is about if you can devote your life to something bigger than yourself. You are looking at how do I give back to my community? This is why some people who don't have children get very involved with a cause. You can do this and also have kids, but for many, kids give you a sense of a higher purpose and they don't feel the need or have the time to be involved with a cause like animal shelters or local politics. The question you have to answer is, what is the best way for me to fulfill the need to be part of something bigger through children or will being active in my community slash causes be enough? If at this point you haven't completely ruled out kids and you have to decide if you, your partner and relationship can handle the daily grind, do you share the load evenly? Do you work as a team? Does your job slash career allow you some flexibility to handle the unpredictability of kids? Or can at least Why one are you of you at me? <laughs> or can at least one of you pick up the slack? And is that person okay that their career will be on the back burner for a few years? Can you juggle the craziness that comes with kids? If you or your partner need to have control or order, kids may not be the best idea. Can your marriage handle it if sex goes on the back burner for a little while? Hmm. As you are contemplating this, explore what your unconscious beliefs about what... Sex goes on the back burner when Bo wants to get in on it. Ew. Explore what your unconscious beliefs about what motherhood or fatherhood looks like. Do you unconsciously believe that you have to cook only the healthiest organic foods every meal, never look at a screen again, and give up your every desire to raise a child? Yes. Maybe it's not motherhood you aren't sure about. Maybe it's the stereotype of motherhood that you think you must live up to. Oh, interesting. Children survive just fine on frozen chicken meatballs and even an occasional McDonald's french fry. Screens in moderation are fine. Friend of mine decided day one, no boob for baby. The idea of breastfeeding was breastfeeding was just not for her. Her kid is awesome and she's still a great mother. It's possible to have a life, keep your identity and be a parent. So separate out what you think you have to do versus what kind of mother slash father you realistically will be. And before ruling out kids forever, you should know the feeling that you get from them is the most amazing feeling ever. I don't think parents talk about it enough and I'm not sure if every parent feels it. But for me, it's like that first time falling in love. You got it 16 times 1000. The world would be a better place if everyone had to listen to baby giggles every day. And when your child smiles, the biggest smile or runs up to you when they see you. OMG, it's the best feeling ever. Those feelings make up for all the snot, drool, poop and lack of sleep. After all that, if she or anyone decides not to have kids, that's totally okay. The world needs both parents and non-parents. Warmest regards, Marion. Marion, that was a very thoughtful email. That's what I was going to say. I was very thoughtful. Yeah. And like, actually gave me a lot to think about. I I was going to say concise, but that sort of wasn't the word I was looking for. Hmm. I was looking for the uh, many uh, angles of attack with which she came at this problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She really considered all the angles. Yes. Hence like, the thoughtfulness. I like this this idea that maybe it's not motherhood you're afraid of, but 
the stereotype of motherhood or the expectations right. of motherhood. I, I'm, I'm curious as to, and like, I feel like I've said this before, but I'm curious, like, you know, knock on wood, if I become a mom, like if becoming a mom older, like later in life gives me like a different perspective on it than if I'd become a mom, like interesting 10 years ago. Right. Because now I'm like one of the last among my cohort where I will be to have a child. <laughs> yeah. And so I've seen a lot, you know? Yeah. And I feel like I have a, I have like more, I have a stronger sense of self now than I did like 10 or 15 years ago. And so I think, I think I will feel less pressure to conform to some sort of ideal of motherhood than I might have 10 or 15 years ago. But I don't know. I could be completely wrong about that. I'm just going to follow your lead. I'm shocked to hear you say that. Whatever you, whatever you say. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I don't know. I don't have an ideal, uh, way to go about fatherhood. Well, hopefully we will have to cross that bridge. Hmm. What what will that adventure be called? Matt and Dory's excellent parenture. <laughs> I'll go back to the drawing board. All right, get back to me. All right, we'll okay. do. Um. All right, I thought this was an interesting question from Victoria. I found the recent feedback on using a donor egg really interesting as this is likely to be our next step. However, one aspect I wonder a lot about is not how we will feel, but how the future child will feel. Will they struggle to cope with it for some reason? Will this be a difficult thing to wrap their head around or will the fact that we will love and support them going to outweigh out that? Here in the UK, you can look up the identity of your donor at 18 and I think about that whole process and how we'll all feel. I guess this is an egg signal. Is there anyone out here who is the product of donor egg or sperm or knows someone who is and can feedback on these areas? Is my worrying overthinking or do people think about this? Do other people think about this? I love the podcast. Find it not just a wealth of information, but such a support in this trying and long process. Thank you for the time and effort you take to do it, especially in those weeks when I'm sure you don't feel like it. Wishing you all the best with the results of this retrieval. All the best, Victoria. Maybe I should have an egg meetup in London. Oh my God, you should. In September. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Donor, donor egg signal going out. Any baby, any products out there of IVF donor babies? I let f- us know. I feel like we, we've heard from uh, IVF babies. Yep. But I don't remember if we've heard from donor egg or sperm babies. I do not recall. Well, this is the donor signal going off. This is the donor signal going off. Um, all right. All right. All right. I'm going to play another uh, voicemail. Oh, is this from Happy Harry Hardon? Mm-hmm. 
Hi, Matt, Dory, and Bo. This is Madeline from Virginia. I'm a long-time listener, not quite since the beginning, but I have listened to them all now. Um, and I am calling because I actually did go through IVF and was lucky enough to have cycle one work. I'm currently um, 32 weeks pregnant. How dare you? And I, in one of my weekly pregnancy emails I get, saw that um, I guess people that go through IVF are more likely to um, go through preterm labor. And in this article, they related it to the hormones that are taken in association with IVF at the beginning of pregnancy. So that was something I had never heard. I had heard some things about preterm labor occurring in association with IVF, but had always thought that was because twins are more common. And I know that people go into labor earlier or are induced um, when they have twins, but maybe that's not the case. So this is um, a question maybe for your listeners. Perhaps an egg signal is appropriate, um, but any advice or thoughts on that would be really helpful. So thank you so much. Um, thank you for all that you do and for your podcast. Um, they've been so helpful through this whole process, and I think I'll be listening to them um, for as long as you all go on. Good luck with this cycle. Um, I hope everything goes well. Bye. Oh, boy, for as long as we go on. I don't know how long it's going to be. It could be forever. We never know. Dory, you seem to be really uh, what? Cable, cable-y over there. Um, well, you know, we had a headphone mishap. So. We did. We, we, guys, we lost a pair of headphones. Yep. Good thing we have those Patreon supporters. So long. Sure. SRH440s. Um. You did well. I mean, here are my thoughts on stuff like this. Like, does it help us to know this? The preterm labor? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think so. You might want to, might want to be aware of this following thing. How does right. that not help you? I guess. I guess it helps. I guess it's like you're more of a high risk, so maybe you... Don't watch any scary movies. Don't, don't ride elevators during uh, power outages in don't New York City. Don't ride roller coasters. Yeah, just really don't want to add anything that's going to jostle that baby yeah. up. So I guess like, like in that sense, okay, sure, be more aware of it. Like go to a high risk OB, but like is that going to like prevent me from doing IVF because of the risk of preterm labor? No. No, is that just not what she's saying? What is she saying though? She wants to know about it. She wants to know if anyone's experienced it and what that's like. She's cautious. That's what it sounds like right, to me. Right, but it's like this some people I, uh, are more cautious than okay others. without having read the study it's hard to say like if it's causation or correlation mm-hmm. yeah that's exactly why she's sort of putting the egg signal out okay well which is like to talk to people who all right. may have gone through it okay dory what's happening to you over there i don't know must be all the hormones <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Honey, you have everything over there. The emails, the voicemails. Yes. So you're looking at me like I should be doing something. No, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
All right. I am going to read this email. This is from Anonymous. I'm Matt and Dory. I've been listening to and enjoying your podcast for a while now, but I was moved to write following the most recent episode. Due to a genetic condition, I've known since I was 13 that infertility was a part of my life path. Up until recently, I was counseled that using donor eggs would be an option for me. After discussing the most recent medical research with my reproductive endocrinologist, I'm no longer recommended to carry a pregnancy for medical reasons. I would need to pursue surrogacy or adoption if slash when I want to have children. I found your discussion on having a biological connection to a child conceived with a donor egg, a poignant and interesting one up until Matt made the follow-up comment. So deal with that. All of you couples that had a surrogate mother, you know, sometimes you make terrible jokes in the midst of a podcast and you have to live with it. And guess what? I've had to live with this many times over the course of my life. I've been doing podcasts for 10 years. You say things, it goes out, you know, and you just go, well, was I really thinking at that point? Probably not. Anyway, continue, honey. As someone medically incapable of carrying a pregnancy and therefore not having a biological connection to a possible future child, I found the comment highly insensitive. I do not necessarily think there is any ill will meant by it. We've all shot our mouths off before. I just wanted to bring it to your attention for the future, since I know you are doing the podcast to create an environment where all can feel supported. Thanks for your time, Anonymous. Well, you know, it's important that I feel supported. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, again, that's one of those things. See, this is how it happens. I say something to cut the mood, and I wind up offending somebody so is that a defense mechanism oh it's all it's from life it's the the only thing i've developed Mm -hmm. to get over being fat Mm. as a kid you had to do it before they would Mm -hmm. you had to say it before they would Mm -hmm. um which is how my entire sense of humor formed anyway long story short no of course i wasn't trying to make anyone feel bad and no i wasn't thinking about that all right because you know i can't think of everything all at once I can only think of stupid things, like a dum-dum. I'm glad she listened. I hope she continues to listen, and I'm sorry I offended her. Um, thank you, honey. Look, as, as someone who uh, does too many uh, talking into things mm-hmm. at a rapid pace mm-hmm. and then hits stop and then post it on the internet, thank God. This is... One of the few times it's happened. (laughs) (laughs) Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, all right, honey, I have a treat for you. Okie dokie. An email from Lex. Oh, uh, that's not just a treat for me. It's a treat for the entire audience, as we've all been wondering where Lex has been. Hey, guys. Yes, I'm still okay. Thank God. 
apparently if I don't write in each week to reaffirm this, you will get an email from an egghead sending up the Lex signal. Well, the Lex signal is strong and it is shaped like a like a like a 16 wheeler. <laughs> I love that people are concerned for my well-being, but if I fail to write in every week or so, it's far more likely due to laziness than anything having happened to me. Oh, thank God. Most weeks I wake up or I'm still up Monday morning, start listening to the latest episode and keep a running list in my head of things I may have something to comment on. As I'm not a pause the podcast sort of guy and I'm also and I'm usually also busy guiding 80,000 pounds or so down an interstate somewhere, I don't immediately get to writing. Understood. I almost always mean to get an email written by Monday evening, and I always instead decide to put it off to mull it over some more in my brain. This repeats all week. Besides, most of the spare time I have not spent driving is dedicated to staring longingly at my phone, waiting for a message from Matt about coming on my podcast. Oh, Lex, we got to make that happen. Wow. He put you on blast. Lex is a blaster. Occasionally, I realize that I haven't actually written anything in time to get something sent off to you, such as right now. It's 8 a.m. Sunday morning, and I'm about to head out to start my week on the road, and I'm writing instead of packing. No, you did it, Lex. I probably had something more on topic to contribute when I meant to write on Monday, but I haven't had coffee yet, so you get this little glimpse into the mind of a procrastinating emailer. I promise to leave instruction with my wife to notify everyone if anything ever does happen to me. That's all we ask. Okay, off to drive and to try and remember what it was that I originally wanted to say. There goes Lex. There goes Lex. Keeping the keeping the world safe. Yep. By providing it with the things it needs. Yep. People like Lex, they're the silent heroes. You got to email him back. I know. <laughs> what a hero. Someday I should email him. Put on your to-do list. I don't have a to-do list. I know. That was a trick question. Oh. Lex, she's out to get you. <sighs> well, guys, it's about that time again. We've got it. We've got it. We've got it. We've still got to. I got to fill this hour, honey. I can't let these people have a podcast less than an hour long. We had a whole first section. That was 33 minutes long. Oh. And this section is only 22 minutes long. Oh, boy. Oh, so boy. buckle up. We have five more minutes all of talking right, to all do. All right. All right. I'll get... I can't give these people less than an hour. Oh, my Doesn't God. Doesn't feel right. Okay. I'm going to read. Then I will read another email that we skipped. Oh, we're skipping emails now. Okay. Guys, she's in charge of this. All right. Wait. Now I... Hmm. All right. Well, keep talking. Okay. So look, here's the deal. We, I like to do a half hour, take a commercial break, then do another half hour, just because it just feels like the way that things should happen. Okay, found we it. We have a lot of emails, and now Dory is going to read one of found them. Found it. All right, this is from Kim. Some background. I'm 38. My husband is 42. We've been married for two years. My husband also has two lovely, most of the time, eight-year-old twins conceived via IVF with his first wife. Mm -hmm. They tried for a very long time. It was very difficult on their marriage. Read that again. Lovely most of the time. Yes. That's amazing. It was very difficult in their marriage and there's a lot of emotional PTSD surrounding it. She wouldn't give up on anything until kids were produced. Mm -hmm. We started trying last June and after six months, we visited our friendly neighborhood infertility clinic where I was diagnosed with a unicornate uterus, which sounds magical like a unicorn, but really means I was born without a right fallopian tube Hmm. and have a banana shaped uterus. Cool. Question mark. I mean, (laughs) I like banana shaped things. Yeah. Assuming that I ovulate like the majority of other women from the left ovary one month and the right the next month, the months on the right side are basically a waste. The egg has no tube to go down. 
In addition, because I'm, quote, geriatric, I have low egg reserve. I've been on roughly seven months of Clomid and Ovidrel, all of which were unsuccessful in making a baby, but very successful in making me a bloated, emotional, irrational mess and causing some strain in our marriage. This See, bloat, above honey. emotional PTSD. Bloat is real. Yeah, I mean, you were just talking about it. I know. I work for a large company who I thought would have good insurance coverage, but nope, they don't cover a thing. My husband's insurance appears to cover more. And so to conserve money and emotional slash mental slash physical energy, we're holding off on any chemically assisted baby making until I'm on his insurance in 2019. My question, finally, what do you think has been the least expensive part of IVF outside of drugs? We're considering paying out of pocket for something this year if it makes sense biologically less eggs every month and financially to get a head start on things. I'm curious if you found the egg retrieval process significantly less expensive than the implantation, etc. We'll be going to a new clinic and can ask them as well, but I also understand costs vary greatly from state to state. We're in the DC metro area, but I love and trust you guys and I've never written into a podcast and this seems like a great reason. P.S. I love you guys and appreciate you handling a tough topic with humor. P.P.S. Dory forever 35 is in my top three podcasts. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's number one and two? I don't know. She doesn't say. P.P.P.S. Matt, you're great, but I think your tastes are a little nerdier than mine. So unfortunately, I don't have a specific compliment for you outside of the first P.S. Thanks, Kim. I mean, look, Kim, I'm not going to I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah. You, you can't really. Here's the beauty of it. You don't have to like everything I like. No. Yeah, well, except Dory. You have to like Dory. That's it. The end. Yep. Of the things I like. And she likes me, so we're good. We're cool as a cucumber, Kim. Um, retrievals are more expensive than transfers. That's true. It's less work. Yep. It's less Transfers tininess. are less work. Um, you don't have to go under for a transfer. So you're not paying an anesthesiologist. There's not as many, um, there's not as much monitoring. So you don't have to pay a monitoring. So you don't have to pay a monitoring. Um, I'm saying, I'm saying words. And somehow she's so okay. yeah, I mean, you should also ask your clinic. I know, I believe Shady Grove has <clears throat> one of those things where you like pay, a certain amount of money and they like guarantee that you'll get pregnant or you get your money like, or they have like a shared risk cycle. I think, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Search the Facebook group. There's been discussions about this. I believe. I mean, it's all expensive. Well, you know, what's interesting is like there are cycles they do at, even at our fertility clinic where if they know that you're, let's say your egg reserve is low and they're only expecting, you know, a couple of follicles. It will not cost you as much as say a full retrieval. Would yeah. They give you like a discount price, like a half off. Almost. Yeah. Even more. Yeah. More. Yeah. So I think it's certainly worth asking the clinic. Yeah. The answer to your, so the, so the first, the answer to your first question before you said, you're, I'm going to ask the clinic is that we have experienced that there are a variety of cheaper scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, and the follow-up to that is, I guess, is like, yes, they exist. So please ask your clinic. Also, like our clinic has packages for retrievals. Oh and yeah, they'll throw in an undercarriage wax and a turtle wax. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it'll vary clinic to clinic. It's all expensive, but transfers are a little cheaper than retrievals, in my experience. There you go. 
Good How'd email. We do, honey? Good email, Kim. All right. Thank you for writing into us. Thank you, Kim. Um, not everything I like is nerdy. Sometimes I like sports. Okay, bye. <laughs> um. All right. I think that just about does it for us this week. Yeah, I think so, honey. Okay. Finally, like, we gave them the full hour they wanted. Just a reminder that you can support us on Patreon. Get up to two bonus episodes per month. And when, you know, when we're in the middle of some hot IVF action, that means... You're the people that find out you're first. You're the people that find out first. And you know, you could also, if I let Matt go through this poll, you could potentially dictate the direction of I the rest of our treatment. I love that there's somehow a chance she's going to let me <laughs> make sh- you people decide what we do. Uh, all right. You can do that at patreon.com slash excellentadventure. And also, if you support us at the $5 level or above, you will get your name read on the podcast each month. True. Uh, If you want to remain anonymous, you can also do that on Patreon. Just put anonymous in as your name. Uh, And you will also get the back catalog of all the Patreon episodes once you support us there. And now there are quite a few of them. So back episodes yeah sure yeah so, yeah so we got those all right here is uh this episode's round of Dory's gonna supporters. read these names i can't believe it tanya davidova love that manda johnson mm-hmm. melinda phelps mm-hmm. christopher fanagi hey christopher thank you by the way for the um hardcover copy of michael pillar's book that was out of print that he sent to my work oh i, I gotta thank him on the star trek podcast because he's awesome <laughs> Kelly Zimmerman, Emily McNaughton, Rachel Dillon Snyder, Stephanie Serrano, Benji Burlow, Catherine Shimmons, Leslie Shoup, Darren DeShong, mm. Sasha B, formerly Salsa87, <laughs> Arthur Finney, Christine Moore, The Holterman Clan, hey guys. Margaret Metcalf, Rachel, Narantha Balagopal, Kathy Hill, Carly Moore, James Feigl, Sarah Burry, Allie. <laughs> who is Charlie's mom. Oh, nice. Charlie, thanks uh, for letting your mom donate. Emma Summer, Bertha Crowley, Katie McKenzie, Jennifer T. Brennan, Kimberly Miller, Sarah Lauer, Rob Thayer III, Paul Baker, Jackie Spagnuolo, mm-hmm. Chadwin, Danielle Nusiforo, Samantha, Jake Martin, Nicole Hochsprung, Jessica DeKemper, Greta P., Brian Gusky, Carrie L., Jessica Zimbelman, Brooke McIntyre, Katie Hobbs, Mary M, Nikki Chung, Franny Keys, Shanna Mandel, Laura Bennett, Sarah Metz, Jordan Hamsley, mm-hmm. Deanna McLean, Savannah Fox, Dana Larrick, April Patrick, and Lauren Kay. Thank you, guys. Thank you all so much. We couldn't do this without you. Thanks for donating. Thanks for listening. And thanks for being you. And everybody just remember, be cool to each other. That's it. That's it. It's an easy do. way to go through life. Yep. Don't be a dick. Yep. Be cool. Be cool. And 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 uh, if you have a baby through IVF, make sure you remind it how much it costs. Okay. That's my advice. Okay, bye. Not all good advice. Bye. Go!